Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Scary Stories to Tell When You're Bored. I'm Rachel. I'm sure most of you already know that by now or knew that well before because you're my friend. Um, Anyway, happy October. I could not let this month go by with... I just couldn't allow myself to slack or put anything off this month. Um, I mentioned before, it's mentally hard to get motivated, even though I think about this podcast every day. It's just hard to like put the thoughts into action because I feel paralyzed by boredom, if that even makes sense. It's like I have so much free time that I end up sitting in silence for most of it, trying to figure out my brain. Anyway, not the point. It's October. It's the best month of the year. I mean, I do love Christmas. I'm not going to... I'm not going to pretend like I don't. However, Halloween, it's just, we all know it's the shit, don't we? We do. So I am, I, it's my vow to you and to myself to post regularly at, we're going to start with this month. I'm hoping this will get me back into the groove of regularly in general, but we're starting with this month. Got to start slow. Um, if you hear me sniffling, just side note, it's because I just had the Trader Joe's ghost pepper salsa as a little snack and the shit's hot. So it's not COVID. Um, anyway, today we are going to be doing the Queen Mary. I have been there years ago, like almost 20 years ago, which is disgusting to say. Um, but yeah, I was a kid and I don't really remember a lot of it. So I would love to go back. I, I might actually try to go back for this Halloween season and see, um, see what's going on. But Um, as usual, we're going to start with a history of the Queen Mary and then I'll go into the hauntings, but I feel like it's good to have the foundation of why it's haunted. So it's not just like, here's some ghosts with no backstory. All right. So actually, wait, we're going to start with the sources that I've used first because got to give credit where credit is due. Um, one of the main ones I used was a book called the world's most haunted places by Jeff Bellinger, I think is his name. And then the haunted history magazine from the history channel that I've used before, travelandleisure.com, legendsofamerica.org, and arcadiapublishing.com, and I think a CBS news video on YouTube, but that was just a little brief little thing. But anyway, they still gave me info that I'm going to talk about, so got to give it to them. And let's begin. Okay, the Queen Mary was initially, nope, we're already starting off great, aren't we? The Queen Mary was initially commissioned by the um, Cunard Steamship Company. Cunard, I'm probably saying that so American and ugly, but it is what it is. Um, on 1930, no, oh my God, I'm a mess. Deep breath. Okay. On December 30th, the John Brown and Company of Clyde Bank began the construction, and then by December 11th of the following year, they already had to stop construction because the depression had hit the UK and they couldn't get any loans secured by the banks anymore. So that put a put a little hindrance in their plans. But on April 3rd. April 3rd, not 30th, sorry. April 3rd of 1934, construction was able to resume after some government help. Um, and it was already 80% completed and at nine stories high, so there really wasn't a whole lot to do left, but um, still. And then later that year, the Cunard Steamship Company joined forces with the White Star Line, which I'm sure rings a bell, and that would be because they are the ones responsible for the Titanic just about 20-ish years before, I think. Um they were obviously more successful as the Queen Mary is still afloat this time. But um, yeah, so the ship was finally completed and ready for her maiden voyage on May 27th of 1936. And some stats about the ship real quick. So it's 
1,019 and a half feet long. It weighs 81,237 gross tons. It's 181 feet tall. I think that's from what's below the ocean to the top. Not like, I don't think it's 181 feet above the ocean, but anyway, still very large. And then it was built to accommodate 3,000 passengers on their transatlantic journey. So it was built for the same idea as the Titanic was. It was not a cruise ship. Um, It was just transportation, but make it bougie, I guess. It did have some famous passengers, including Winston Churchill and Clark Gable, and I'm sure many more, but those were the two names that stood out to me the most. Um, Unfortunately, the Queen Mary was only used by the public until March of 1940 when it was painted gray and renamed the Grey Ghost, which seems a little foreshadowing if you ask me. And it was used for service during the World War II. Um, It was mainly used to transport um, American soldiers over, but sometimes they'd pick up some German and Italian prisoners of war. And I don't know if you recall from 10 seconds ago when I said that it was initially built for 3,000 people to ride on it at a time during the war in its service during that time, there were 15,000 people at a time, and that's a huge, that's re- they're really in there like sardines. And at one point, um, according to the book that I read, it the death rate was one every seven minutes for hours. So they were just dropping like flies in there. And I think it's because there was no air conditioning, obviously, and they were just suffocating in there and heat exhaustion. I'm not, I'm not sure the exact reason, but I mean, at the five times capacity, you can imagine that that would be pretty likely. And then the prisoners of war that I mentioned, they would often, well, they would be held in the isolation ward um, for obvious reasons. And then a lot of the times these prisoners would decide to commit suicide rather than face the consequences of what was awaiting them when they got, you know, to, I don't know if it was America or England. I don't know who was going to do what to them, but they just didn't, they thought they'd off themselves because that was a better fate than what was awaiting them when they got onto whatever shore it was. And now when I was researching this, it actually happened to be the anniversary of a very tragic date in the Queen Mary's history. So um, on October 2nd of 1942, the ship was being guided by a smaller boat um, called the Curaçao. I don't know how to say that. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, But they were going through waters that they knew that Hitler's U-boats were in. So they, why do I sound rattly? I don't know if it's... Okay, we'll see. Anyway, they were given strict orders to not stop for anything the Queen Mary was because if they stop or they couldn't even slow down because they were putting themselves in a very vulnerable position. So, um, unfortunately, so, okay, because they knew that these like submarines or whatever were in the waters, they were doing like a, um, a deflective z- like zigzag kind of motion and the smaller boat that was guiding them, they, they got in the way at one point. And because the Queen Mary had strict orders to follow, they couldn't stop or slow down and wait for them to get out of the way. So they ended up plowing through the smaller boat and cutting it pretty much in half. And in doing this, they killed 300 of the passengers on the smaller ship. So um, it is reported that about 49, I've heard mixed from 49 to 56, more of the reputable sources I've read say 49. So we're going to go with that. Um, But that many people have died on the ship, but that, the ship is still responsible for hundreds of other deaths. So I think that maybe this has contributed to the tragic energy and history of the ship that makes it a spot that would be very prone to haunting. 
But anyway, so by uh, July 31st, happy birthday, Marissa, of 1947, the um, the ship returned to its original purpose, which was just being a transatlantic vessel. But unfortunately, not long after, air travel was the more preferred and common way of tra- uh, traveling across the ocean. So, And there weren't any exterior pools on the ship, so it couldn't be converted into a cruise ship. And it wasn't small enough for the Panama Canal, which is a popular cruise I guess that was going on over there and it basically just had to it just had to surrender to being obsolete at that point and on December 11th of 1967 Long Beach won the bid to keep the ship in their harbor for tourist attractions and it has been there ever since and it's been pretty much preserved in its original state I'm sure you know obviously a few upgrades or refurbishments have happened but Some even original fixtures are still on the boat, and it is now used for a hotel, events, like weddings and stuff. Um, Obviously, there's a haunted tour. They really capitalize on the haunted tours, especially during Halloween. But yeah, it has not sailed since the 60s. So let's get on to the hauntings, shall we? Um, It is... Some people say... Well, some people... Most people will consider the Queen Mary the haunt, the most haunted ship in the world. A lot of people, by people I mean quote-unquote paranormal experts, will say that it's the most haunted place in the world. Honestly, pretty understandable considering it's had such a checkered past and has been either the site or cause of so many deaths. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Now when doing the research for the ghosts, there was a lot of... Um, not conflicting information. There were a lot of things that it's like, are you talking about, like, are these, is one source talking about the same thing that this other source is, but wording it a little differently or did like a similar situation happen multiple times, which is also possible. Um, but there have been a total, not a total, I don't know if how they got this number, but there have been at least 150 spirits reported on this ship. So, I mean, let's just get into it, shall we? I'm sure if you've done any kind of research on the hauntings of the Queen Mary, you will have read about the room B340, which is said to be the haunt, the most haunted, um, not, I don't think the general area of the ship, but the haunt, most haunted room that, like, guest room. And that is because, well, there are a few reasons, but we'll start with the first one. Uh, in 1948, a passenger named Walter J. Adamson, uh, he's a third-class passenger from England, or, well, he said, they said British, so one of, somewhere in the UK. Um, he died in that room. They're not sure what it was, but... Let's fast forward a few years to 1966. A woman staying in the room claims to have been woken up by having the covers pulled off of her. And then when she looked, she saw a man standing at the foot of her bed. And then when she ran to get help, the man just vanished into thin air. And throughout the years, there have been other reports from guests hearing mysterious knocking on the door in the middle of the night and not having anyone be there, having the bathroom lights turn on by themselves, having faucets turn on by themselves, having doors close on their own. Just a bunch. Well, to me, I will say, just for devil's advocate's sake, with the doors closing on their own on a ship, it does occur to me that while it is docked, it is still in a body of water. So who knows, like what if a little wave came and just gave it a little nudge, you know? But that doesn't explain the lights and the faucets and all of that. But I just, I just want to put a touch of cynicism in there, just to see all those sides, you know. One notable sighting of this, or not sighting, but one notable experience that's been reported was by a maid who says that she went in there 
and she made the bed and then she just went out into the hallway to go get some towels and bring them back in the room. And when she got back in the room, the beds were pulled off, like right off, like, and she was there by the door. So she didn't see anyone go in or out. She would have known. And the bed was just completely unmade. Now, I'm not sure if this is the reason why, but the news, the news clip that I watched kind of implied this, but I believe that that was when they decided to close that stateroom off. This was in the mid eighties. And then just in 2018, did it reopen again for people to stay there? I think that they still let people go in there for, um, uh, ghost tours and stuff, but you weren't allowed to rent it and like not rent it. Um, like whatever you weren't allowed to stay the night there until 2018 again. So maybe that can be what I do. It's probably three bajillion dollars because of how popular of a room it is, but whatever. Um, they also, in the, the news video that I watched, they said that they leave like a Ouija board and tarot cards in there for guests, which I think is, I mean, they know, they know it's haunted, but why would you, Okay, well, I guess the Ouija board, they don't live there, and the hauntings is, it's one of the biggest draws, I think, to a lot of people to come there. So I guess if they're inviting something, they're not really worried about any negative effects. They're just seeing money. Tarot cards, I don't really know. I feel like tarot cards, in my opinion, are very personal uh, and not necessarily paranormal, but more spiritual. That's just my my little two cents on that. What do I freaking know? Probably not, not that much. I do know, however, that a reason why people think that this room is so haunted is because of its proximity to the first class pool, which I'll talk about next. But um, it's believed by paranormal experts that the first class pool has a portal of some sort, you know, into like another, another, well, the paranormal world, paranormal world. I don't know why I just said that all loopy, but um, there it is. During my research, I did read like I said, there were some mixed stories here. Um, there was a story where someone mentioned that a man killed his wife and kids in that room. I don't think I necessarily believe that one. I think that might just be like a folklore kind of thing because the book that I read and the the news piece that I watched, they both report just the initial man dying in there. And there's more at stake legally for them to put out the truth versus misinformation. So I think if that had happened, they would have also reported that. So that's just, I mean, who knows? I don't, but that's just my guess. I don't think that that necessarily is the truth. But anyway, let's move on to the first class pool, shall we? So due to California regulations and codings and all of that, the pool is no longer able to be used for recreational use. I don't even think there's water in it anymore, but that doesn't mean that the ghosts don't hang out there all the time as a little hot spot. I think that this is the site where most ghosts reports happen actually or one of one of the most the most sightings occur here uh one of the sightings is um a young woman in a tennis skirt walking down the stairs which i'll post a picture of the pool there there's a pretty grand staircase descending down to it um and then she just disappears behind a pillar so that's one and then there's another one of a woman in an old-fashioned wedding gown and a little boy in a suit they've been seen hanging out there and people have also reported seeing a cloud of steam appear and then with it, a little girl in a blue and white dress who disappears just as quickly as it appears. So that also, that will bring me to the second class pool. Um, if you, there are a few ghosts on the Queen Mary that are known by name. And I would say Jackie, the little girl is one of the, um, one of the most brought up ones in um, common appearances that people have experienced. Uh, she, 
Again, with the mixed reports, I've... Okay. There have been more reputable sources saying a young girl died in this pool. There have been other sources, equally as reputable, I would say, who say no girl ever died in the pool, but, like, there's no report of it. I don't know if it happened. It just wasn't reported. I'm not sure. But let's just... Let's pretend like she drowned. Okay, I'm actually, you know, before we do that, I was watching the Ghost Adventures episode and they mentioned that, okay, I'm just getting, getting all convoluted here. I'm remembering in Ghost Adventures, they reference a sidekick who I believe is the same sidekick that, um, I think I just said sidekick. I did not mean that. I meant sidekick. Um, Peter James, he is brought up in the book and in the book, he says a young girl died in the pool, but then on Ghost Adventures, they say, there was never a reported death of a girl in the pool. So they imply that is like, is it a more dark energy pretending to be a little girl? But I think we're just gonna, we're just gonna go with a little girl drowned in the pool. How about that? So going with that story, Jackie was a five or six year old girl who drowned in the second class pool. Her communication seemed more advanced than other ghosts that have been reported here or most other ghosts. Um, Guests have reported hearing splashing, um, a little girl, Jackie, calling out for her parents, and she even responds to questions. Peter James, a psychic I was saying before, he has visited the ship over a thousand times, not thousands of times, so let's just, let's not be dramatic here, Um, but he said that she's very interactive and that she'll, he'll have conversations with her, and he claims that she can, quote, speak as clearly as we do, so that seems pretty remarkable. I don't think a lot of, of, like, well, so far on what I've covered here, they've heard full-ass sentences like that for the most part. Uh, And apparently tours of, like, about 100 people at a time have heard her say something at the same time. So it's a confirmed, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very common one. Witnesses. That's what it is. People have witnessed this all at the same time. So it's not just, like, he said, she said. It's independent people on their own. Now let's move on to the white lady. For more than 50 years, guests and employees have reported seeing a woman in an evening gown dancing around the first class lounge called the Queen Mary, or the Queen Salon. They didn't specify which one. And I will post a picture of this because someone did capture a photo of the white lady. I didn't see a whole ton about her history, but um, yeah, she's just, she's commonly seen there just kind of wandering about the salon. So, I mean... She must have had a good time if she doesn't want to leave. Uh, John Henry is another ghost. He died in the boiler room and often responds to questions about beer, which relatable content in my opinion. And when he's not talking about our beloved beverage of choice, he is seen, um, well, a shadow figure of him is seen lurking between the boiler room and the green room. So what's up, John Henry? And now this next ghost, I am going to read off of the Arcadia website that I was telling you about, and his name is Grumpy the Growling Ghost. So let's see what he's all about. So they say, Grumpy is arguably one of the Queen Mary's most memorable ghosts. Also known as Grumpy the Growling Ghost, the spirit, whose identity is not known, is especially memorable because he tends to growl at visitors. Grumpy is said to lurk in a room under the stairs near the first class swimming pool. Again, that portal, maybe that's why. And sometimes he joins John Henry in the boiler room. And then they say that they have a link to some growling recordings there. So if they are, I, on, to be honest, I have not checked them out yet because I was just trying to write my shit down. But if it's of any substance or it seems valid in any way, I will post it on Instagram, which by the way, I will post photos of everything I 
can find on this, like the white lady, this guy, pictures of the ship. Um, my Instagram is called Scary Board Pod. So give that a follow. You can I post pictures with every episode. Just so you, I like visuals to go along with things. You know, that's just me. I figure other people are like that too. So give it a follow. Now our next ghost sounds like a fake person, but he is real. His name is Captain Treasure Jones. He was the last active captain of, captain of the ship, and he was the one that sold not sold. He's the one that sailed her from Southampton in England to Long Beach, where she's been ever since. And Arcadia Publishing, I'm going to quote them again. They say, Jones is well known on the ship for his affinity for cigars, and visitors still report smelling cigars smoke in the captain's quarters. So I don't believe that he died on the ship. I, I think he just loved it, and that's where he, you know, that's where his soul chooses to hang out. He probably felt a strong bond with it. I believe he got some kind of media coverage with it as well as being like the last, the last captain of the ship. So, you know, he just loves it. Our next ghost, her name is Dana. Um, I'm not sure of the validity of this story either, because like I said, a lot of sources, they seemed, they seem legit. I'm not just like going on like stupid, but dot org, but well, actually I guess if it's a dot org, it's a more legit source, but you know what I mean? Um, but According to the legend, uh, a woman named Dana and her sister and mother were killed in the stateroom B-474. The killer allegedly strangled um, her sister and her mom in the beds and then shot Dana in the bathroom. And for a second, I don't know if you remember to 10 minutes ago when I was talking about um, the original story of the family getting killed. I don't think that this is this. It's mom and sister, not husband and wife and kids. Um, Anyway, and I also don't know if They didn't give a personal relationship from the killer to Dana. But anyway, Dana has been known to hang out by the second class pool, as well as joining Grumpy and John Henry in the boiler room. Maybe they're all just having ghost beers and chilling because what else is there to do when you're a ghost? I also forgot to mention that the second class pool has not been in use. They it's actually not there anymore at all. It's now actually the Royal Theater, but Yeah, so when I say the second-class pool, you can't go to it anymore. You'd have to go to something that has been built in its place, but still the ghosts that were said to have died there, they they still hang out there because they don't know. Now, this next room that we're going to talk about, I am going to read off of travelandleisure.com. It's called the Mauritania Room. And it says, in 1989, two women were sent to clean this lounge for a VIP reception. When they entered the room, they found a passenger sitting on a chair in the middle of the dance floor who didn't say a word. When a third woman came in to help with the cleaning, she remarked that the passenger was starting to move or was staring and asked her to move. As a pa- or okay. I got this. As the employee started to call security, the passenger faded right in front of them, a feat all three women reported to see at the same time. Now let's move on to yet another room. It's called the Mayfair room. So this room used to be used as a ship's beauty salon back in the day, but now the staff uses it as offices. In one morning in 2001, a woman says that she came into work early at 5:30 in the morning. And she claims to have felt unusually cold when she sat down at her desk. And then she felt something brush up against the back of her chair, even though she was alone. And then moments later, she saw a transparent white figure of a person walk across. And that was enough to make her say, no, thank you. I'm not coming into work early anymore. So she fled the room and then she waited outside for another coworker to show up because that was enough to spook her right out of her chair, which rightly so, if someone brushed against me and I did not know, you know, honestly, even if I didn't know who they were, I don't want anyone brushing against me. Well, not, 
not anyone, but you know what I mean. Anyway, the last ghost we're going to talk about today, um, his unofficial name is Half Hat Cherry, but his real name is John Petter. Um, his name is Half Hat Cherry because he was crushed to death. There are a couple of stories I've heard. They can kind of go hand in hand and work at the same time, so we'll combine them just for the sake of giving you guys the full potential picture. So word has it that the, so let me actually first preface this, the doors, if you've seen Titanic, which I think is actually the reason why the Titanic sunk, if I'm remembering correctly, they were supposed to be watertight doors down below to prevent water from spilling over. So it just kind of, if if there was a, a leak or whatever, it would contain it within its own thing. I believe the Titanic, what they did is they did not Again, I could be wrong, but this is what I remember being correct. When the door dropped, they didn't account for the space above the door to be filled. It didn't like, anyway, so the water would fill up and then it would spill over from like the gap, but they just didn't measure it correctly. So, I mean, we live and we learn, as we said, the white star line did the ship, this door, it was fully functional. And one day when it was going down, this is where the story combines. Um, he and a couple of coworkers were playing chicken and seeing who could, you know, be the last one to make it under the door. And unfortunately, John Petter was the last one to try to make it under the door and he did not succeed. He was 18 at the time and he is one of the most famous ghosts that hangs out on the ship. Uh, I'm going to read a little quote from the travel and leisure article again. And they say that he, quote, was found crushed in the door of hatch number 13, trapped with his arms pinned to his side. And while the man was freed and carried to the hospital ward, it was too late. He showed signs of crushing injury on his arms, chest, and pelvis, and was bleeding from his nose. He was injected with morphine, but died shortly after. So very tragic way to go. I don't want to belittle his memory if he wasn't playing chicken, if that's just like another type of folklore story that came up. Either way, very tragic and traumatizing way to die, which I think would make sense why someone's spirit would be lingering around, you know? Um, yeah. So a lot of people have had interactions with him. The door number 13, I think they have widened it since that time. They've, I don't know why, but maybe, maybe because of that, or maybe just doorways got bigger as time went on, which is, that is true. Um, but yeah, you can go visit it. It's one of the hot spots on the tour. And I, like I said, I really want to try and get that done. Like I want to go do that for myself this year. I think I did a paranormal tour, like I said, when I was really young. I don't remember a whole lot of it. Honestly, the only thing that I really remember from that day is that was like when I was falling in love with Blink-182. So I was listening to Blink-182 on my iPod a lot. So I would like to go now and be an adult with an attention span that actually exists and maybe I'll do a little follow-up episode. I have my friend Marissa coming and my friend Gabby coming in town. So maybe I can recruit them. They'll be here near Halloween. So that would be fun. If y'all are listening, let me know, but I'll also probably just hit you up on it on my own because I'm a big girl and I can do that. But yeah, if you have been to the Queen Mary, please let me know your stories. I have not heard I know Marissa, who I just mentioned, she does have her own stories. So while she's here, I'm going to make her talk about it. You better believe it. So if you have your own, I want to hear it. I have not met someone who has been there who hasn't had an experience. It seems like it's a pretty surefire way to like 
if you want to see a ghost, you pretty much are guaranteed one if you go to the Queen Mary. So yeah, let me know. Follow me again. It's Scary Board Pod on Instagram, Twitter also, but I don't really use that. So I understand if you don't want to waste a follow on that one. Um, yeah, so let me know if there are any other Halloween hotspots that you want me to cover for this month or just in general. Um, also, any weird stories. doesn't have to be paranormal. I want to hear it all, and I want to cover it all. So send me those recommendations. And... Thank you and happy October and happy haunting.